Welcome to the Thinking Church podcast with Lee Button and me, Chris Bright. Thinking Church exists to help your church thrive by helping you think through key strategic topics of church life. Each week we'll be tackling a different subject of church life and we'll be joined by some special guests along the way. So if you like this podcast, why not give us a like, give us a rating and give us a review as well. So without further ado, get your thinking caps on and let's get on with this week's episode. Come on. Okay, well, I've hit record now, and I, I could try it again and see if I can do this kind of bit. So I'm, uh, I'm not sure that's repeatable, Chris. I think it was a proper in-the-moment thing. It was just a shame that it was all recorded. Not it was all spoken before I hit record. But nonetheless, I have hit record, and there we are. So anyway, Lee, how are you doing? Uh, very well. Very windswept today. It is very, very windy down here. Um, yeah, it, it's... um. It's just, what I would say is the weather in Gloucester at the moment is not as it should be for spring. It's, and maybe this is what spring was always like when I was growing up and I just have forgotten, but the last few springs, um, allegedly due to uh, the warming of the old planet, but I have no idea if that's actually true or not, um, is, uh, was, you know, it was getting hotter and hotter and hotter. And then for some reason now we've just got it's been a it's been a disappointing spring and i'm someone that likes spring normally so i've had to explain to my children that oh normally spring is nice but you know not this year sorry yeah it's the explaining that over a bank holiday while we're all sat inside while we're not in the garden yes yeah that's right but yeah and literally looking back at pictures from last year realizing i think we'd even had barbecues by this point and it was really warm yeah, I I saw a picture of um we we'd got the paddling pool out already by now. The kids had like really hot summer, you know, felt like summer days. You've really felt this is you know, I thought, you know, this lockdown life is pretty good. I'll take this any day. You know, this is not bad. And uh turns out we just uh, so happened to get a very um a very good year, shall we say. So it was it was just one of those that we got a good year. Uh maybe that you know, the Lord was good. And uh, he gave us a good year on on, on that. So, uh, but as it happens, uh, this year not so good. But that's fine. That's fine. We will we'll, we'll press onwards, and, uh, and and maybe we'll stop being so British and talking about the weather. Um, I, I'm not being funny though. But like this this is our segue into today's topic. That you know we've gone from Easter. We've looked at a bank holiday. We're discussing the weather, and we're we're, we're going to talk about summer. Well, yes, and that is the topic of today. Is what do you do? with your summer programming. And um, because I think that every year, every church has that same conversation. Uh, my church definitely has that. I'm guessing your church does as well. And other churches around the UK. Every church I've ever been at. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what do you do during summer? Do you close everything down? Give everyone a break? Do you keep things running? Um, because I think there's, you know, there's pros and cons to both arguments and there's, but I think what we need to do is kind of get underneath that. And I have no idea where this is going to go today. We're just going to kind of start talking about it and see if we can get underneath the, you know, get the thinking behind this and maybe not come up with a solution because we're not here to come up with solutions and tell you what to do. We're here to help you think about it. So um, that might mean that in scenario, you know, in your situation, 
uh, whoever's listening to this, in your situation, it might be best to do A or it might be best to do B. And that's actually fine. But the thinking behind it is the most important thing. And that's what we're going to dive into today. So Lee, let's let's open this up um, and let's start with, okay, what are the things, let's, let's talk about summer programming and maybe some of the uh, the things we've got to wrestle with in the decision-making process. Well, I think we also have to touch on that there's a, there's a, there's a tradition really in the church program of we, even as like, you know, adult church in one sense, we, we have a lot of things that are just timed by school holidays still. And I know that most of the, you know, the big, festivals happen in those holiday periods like Christmas and Easter, but we still have this weird thing. So when we say summer as well, it's really kind of like, you know, late July until first week of September. And especially with the, an August bank holiday right at the end of August as well. So actually we're looking at probably like a six week period of things being different. Um, It, you know, it changes and we've got that, that dynamic of everything that happens uh, in, in church life popular wedding season no yeah. throw that in there um anybody it's you know popular holiday season will that be the same this year i'm less certain about that and i think that's one of the ones i want want to you know pick out a little bit is I, I think that there's you know we've talked about there being changed behavior before in some of these things but i i'm not sure if everybody's going to have a similar rush to go back to kind of like either long haul holidays as it as it as it was um straight away might not even be possible in this summer um but two where we've you know many people have taken a bit of a, a financial hit as well because of the last year i think people are thinking differently so there's the you know i i'm like what what are we trying to do as a church come on let's get it back it's always going to be back to you know the mission who we're reaching what we're doing it for um who have, who have we got and what what do they genuinely think but i wouldn't be surprised if more people had more available weekends over this summer um or you know during the week even for things that the church could be doing and i want to touch on that as well out of how things have been and everybody being at home the push that many people I think are going to look for opportunities to do stuff outside. So I'm wondering as well, if that, that change people wanting to do stuff means that there's more opportunity for things in the week, particularly around kids and youth programming. Um, so that, they're the ones for me that I'm just kind of like pondering through kind of, do we have to make this, you know, church meeting centric, you know, the gathering piece centric, or actually is this looking at what other things can we do to facilitate and enable people to have a summer break where maybe they can't afford it or an opportunity to gather with friends and do stuff outdoors where maybe they can't do it in their own space. And how do we just gather and do community um, and maybe something that serves our local area. And so they're, they're the kind of things I've got underpinning this. Like I say, nothing landed, nothing fully formed at all, but you know, they're, they're, they're big ones for me of, you know, we're probably going to see a rise, you know, there's already an expected rise in camping and this kind of like, you know, staying reasonably local with your holidays and things like that. And I'm like, that's interesting because, you know, what does that do for typical church retreats and things that we had going on before? Um, 
is there an element of that? I don't know. You know, where where's your mind gone with this so far, Chris? With how you've thought it through? Yeah, I think I, I think the, the first thing is to acknowledge that this year does feel like it's going to be a a different year from the rest. Because I mean, us as a family, we I mean, we're a family like other families that like would like to go on holiday at some point. You know, just because the British weather is so unreliable, and I crave other food. I think that's what it is. That's more more important than. Than, than having sun for me is, is having like nice food. Um, and, you know, to, to be able to go somewhere else. I mean, the other part is that I've got two young kids. So going going on holiday for quote unquote culture is not going to happen. What I go on holiday for is... Or, or going on holiday for a break. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So true. You go on holiday because you're going to get three meals already paid for. And uh, you're going to get to sit in the sun uh and have unlimited you know drinks of something nice and cool to keep you nice and cool so that that just sounds that sounds like a good holiday but but we've already decided this this summer is one of those things that you know we're not looking for a, a summer holiday this year just because restrictions are just too um it's just not we just don't know what's going to be happening so I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna throw in there other holidays are available because the idea of somewhere hot, somewhere sat by a pool is my idea of like a bad holiday. <laughs> okay, so for you, it'd be going up sort of a mountain or something. Would that be? <laughs> to be fair, yeah, probably a bit more. Yeah, I, 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 I can't imagine being sat around a pool, not just because I can't swim. But I can't imagine like, although then I would literally just be sat by a pool. Um, but uh, yeah, not not kind of my cup of tea, or well, my cup of coffee in this case. Well, you know, and that and and that is fine. Um, uh, and yes, but so wherever that holiday may be, um, we we as a family have thought now nah, it's just not a it's just not a a thing we're going to do this year. It's too unreliable. Um, you know, I've, I've heard so many, you know, friends and, and people that I know who have booked holidays, had to reschedule them and reschedule them again and again and again. And so it just doesn't make any sense for that. And the other thing that's in my mind is that, um, I'm in, in one sense, I don't feel, you know, you often get to, um, the summer period and you think you, you often think, you know, I'm someone that serves a lot in my church, you know, I'm a volunteer, mm. all those kind of things. And you think, you know, just give, let's give our volunteers a rest. And I kind of don't think I've had, I don't feel like I can say, gosh, I'm really, really tired, could really do with a good rest. Because I kind of feel like I've got that in abundance at the moment. So I don't feel that like, I don't feel like, oh yeah, just be really good just to let's just chill things out for a bit. You know, I don't get that feeling. So in one sense, it feels like that you could just we could just carry on through, and it could be okay. Uh, so, but, do you think churches have got? A, do you think we've kind of like inadvertently established a better rhythm? Yeah, I really do. And al- already, I mean, I've, I've started to see that in my own church. That that now, as things are starting to open back up, slowly but surely, and look, we're looking to you know get things to open back up. Yeah. Um, that we real everyone's realizing that. Hang a minute, why are we doing this meeting? Why we are expecting people to come to this meeting in the midweek when we could just do it on Mm. Zoom? Like, if there's an information thing, just jumping on Zoom for half an hour or an hour is way easier on an evening because then I can still, you know, watch Line of Duty. Um, Never seen it. 
You've never. Oh goodness me! Well, I've never I'm seen so... it. Never watched an episode. Um, Saying that, like, if you if we're gonna if we're gonna list shows that I've never engaged with, we're gonna be here a very long time. Basically, okay. if it's popular, if it's mainstream, apart from like one or two in more recent times, I have not watched it. So this kind of whole like Game of Thrones and that, never seen it. Right, uh, okay, yeah. Line of Duty, never seen it. I mean, what? Yeah, any of those like that? Maybe is that is that my summer set? Like, just like right, Lee. Over the summer, your job, uh, binge watch. <laughs> Well, you see, I mean, it, it's very important to let the listeners know when we are recording this, which is the day after Bank Holiday Monday and Line of Duty season six finished on the Sunday evening. And it was like the big show. So if you're watching this a few years later, you listen to this a few years later, then you'll, you know, this will not make as much sense. But it was a big show and it was the end of the series and it was a relatively disappointing end, unfortunately. Uh, so people were not happy, myself included. Um but yes, so anyway, right, I've really digressed and I've started talking about Line of Duty, which was not what my aim was to, to do. But what you realise is that when you have these meetings, what used to be a whole evening out is no longer an evening out. It's now just an hour out and you can still yeah. have... So I don't feel like... like so I I was running a meeting with my worship team. Um, I'm part of the worship team. I'm involved with you know songwriting, all of that kind of things. And I, I was doing a session with them on Wednesday evening and uh, it was finished by 8.30. We started at 7.30 on Zoom, finished by 8.30, and you got the rest of the evening together. And 8.30, you know, it, if my kids are, are being a little bit unruly, they often, you know, they sometimes don't get to bed until 8.30. So, so sometimes you just, like, don't even get started until 8.30 anyway um, on, a, on a particularly difficult evening. Um, so <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm just divulging too I'm much. Really about right. Chris is... Now, Chris is now in some kind of like parenting therapy session. Yeah, here. I think so. so like, I think Chris, so. is there anything else you want to divulge? Remember, well, your wife listens to this. <laughs> she, she definitely does not listen to this podcast. Definitely doesn't. Um, so, um, yeah. So, but here's here's the thing: like, we now get these evenings back, so you don't feel like this kind of sense of like a church is taking me away from family time as much. I think that that's, and that technology has just provided that, that mm. it's, it, it can just be an hour, you know, and actually going out for an evening from, you know, for a church meeting doesn't, you know, it, it can be a little bit more, um, it can be a little bit more because you want to rather than because you have to, the, you know, that feeling of, cause you have to, you know, in church life often can plague us all. But now I think, so I think we've got that. So I think that that rhythm is way better so Sunday, you know, Sunday morning or Sunday evening or whenever you have your service is still a thing. But I think that's still, that's something that's, I mean, it's always been something that in our family we've looked forward to. We've always looked forward to a Sunday morning. And, um, and so, and that's still definitely the case. We don't kind of go, oh, Sunday's coming. We kind of, we look forward to it and we make sure the kids are looking forward to it. And that's still the case. But, but it was often in the midweek that we, we, that was the thing that would be the, the detractors but now i don't think that that's the case so i think that things could you know the, the the need for things to stop unless it's for a you know a bank holiday those kind of things i think that should definitely stop but i'm not sure that we need to stop things especially i think you could just go back to like a zoom situation where if you want to have a meeting a is it necessary b can you do it on zoom I think it's a great mm. way because sometimes you do need to, and, and I, sometimes I worry, and maybe this is the kind of the, the, the antithesis part of it, 
which is that I sometimes worry that we lose momentum over summer and then the amount of effort that it takes in September to re-engage people into that. And you think, well, if we didn't lose that momentum, it wouldn't have taken as much, you know, effort. You know, it's, I think, a bit like a car. You know, if you, if you slow down to 10 miles an hour and then need to go back up to 100 miles an hour, oh, sorry, uh, 70 miles an hour, let's keep it, keep it legal. <laughs> you don't, no one goes 100 miles an hour or should. Um, so let's say then you've got to get to, that's going to take a lot more petrol to get there than if you were going 50 miles an hour the whole time. And actually you'd be going a lot further rather than, you know, for two miles going at 10 miles an hour. Yeah. That, that, that effort that it takes to get you back up there. And I just wonder whether actually it could be better in that sense, just to, rather than it be a full, a full stop, it's more of a, just a, you just relax things, relax things just a little bit and allow things to be kept a little bit more social in their nature. Um, yeah, I don't... I, that, that's the one for me, that the social bit, the nature is like, I'm, I'm wondering if this year, because of the way we're going to gather, um, and, you know, I, I do think that although people are going to look forward to kind of like the larger gatherings again, they still come with a degree of management, and risk that goes with them and where you know although the, you know there's some trials in the UK at the minute about you know events and stuff that are unmasked but they're all reliant on testing etc so we're not quite sure what that looks like entirely in a church context yet to have like a return to just a gathered space so I am wondering the summer and how that looks with more of a reliance on the the, the, the small groups or the you know, how we can break it down into little numbers, you know, is, is this is this the year where to fund the church programme, we, you know, buy bigger barbecues for all of the connect groups so that they can host things in their home kind of thing. You know, it's the, you know, what's something different that we can be doing that these people open this up and use that time and have these spaces in the week to... Uh, just facilitate maybe some recovery and recuperation um, as well as the kind of like the spiritual aspect of, of what we're doing, because we're still going to, I still think we're going to engage with online stuff the whole way through the summer. Cause I think that's just, you know, we're going to wait till it's cooler in the evening or, you know, if we're at, if we do go out in the day, I think it pushes stuff to the evenings anyway, naturally. Um, but my one is, is the, the bit it's the it's more the Monday to Friday aspect of what we're doing because a lot of churches have traditionally run things like kids clubs and holiday clubs what what are they going to look like in 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 the in the summer period um and you know with some of the festivals and things being off and I'm not quite sure how that's impacted actually the um kids camps and youth camps and things that that happened um so I'm, I'm sure that some will be on and some will be off i you know imagine that it'd be a good it'd be a good mix but what can we do as churches to replace some of that do we even partner and look with another local church to do something together is it where we start looking at the churches together do we look at some outdoor things do we look at uh you know th those things that meet the needs in our community with kids and youth as well um, so I'm like, you know, what's that, what's that crossover to better utilize the slower pace that we've got without letting it drop entirely. And I think that's, you know, like what you're saying is, 
you know, what do we do just to drop down to 50 rather than drop yeah. down to 10? Yeah. Um, and what things have been missing that actually would be a really good thing to put back? And I, I think I think the one around, like, the, 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 the kids thing is a big one for me. I think also with older adults who have um, had more isolation just as you know for for various reasons over this last period and i i'm I'm just what is it that we could be doing like you know should we be looking at hiring space putting up marquees um running something for a longer period and looking at as much stuff as we can run in that and just like you know making even just facility available to let other people have a go kind of thing is the you know what's that what's that next thing that just enables engagement you know allows people to gather in whatever appropriate size because that's the other thing is like the 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 guidelines are relaxing but we don't know the detail yet i think may 17th is the next lot and then june 21st is the is the one after that um you know it's there is still quite a way to go um and but if we're planning if we're planning we probably need to actually set what that looks like by June so we can communicate it with enough time because it's going to happen from July. It's and you don't, want, you don't yeah. want to keep waiting and then rush a communication. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so what this reminds me of when we're thinking about, you know, the, how can we create those spaces? There's a, um, there's a book by, I wrote by a, an author, he's a Canadian pastor, uh, Daniel M., who was part of, uh, uh, he was part of the kind of, uh, I can't remember what it is, somewhere out in America, Lifeway, I think he was part of that. And um, he's now pastoring a church out in Toronto, somewhere like that, I think. And um, But he wrote a book called No Silver Bullets, I think that, that was his book. And he what he talks about, and what, what I really picked up from that book, reading that was, there was, there's this need in church life that we don't do very well, which is called the, the social space. Uh, we're really good at the big gatherings and the big gatherings are great. And we're really good at the, mm. we're, we often are very good. We focus a lot on the, the, just the group, but there's, there's different, there are different levels of um, social spaces. So there, so there's the, there's the, the big crowd space, uh, which is, you know, over 50 people. So you feel like you're part of a crowd. I think it was over 50 people. Then the social space is about 20 to 50 people. And that's when you go to, you know, you go to a party, for instance, where, you know, you go to a party, you know, and there's a lot, you know, people form little clusters and talk and, and it's that, that's the place where people make, you know, you, you chat and have connection and, you know, so, you know, going to someone's you know, birthday party or like uh, that, those kind of things where people are, you know, you have those kind of interactions. Uh, then you have the, the kind of the group space, which is the, um, that is up to 20 people. And then you get even, narrower than that you get the kind of the real personal space so i think that would be classed as a personal space is the kind of like that up to up to 10 20 people but then you get like the you know the kind of the intimate space which is you know you know really close that's kind of like a uh uh spouse territory you know where you kind of you, it's actually you know proximity as well mm. and and saying about how you know we talk about marriage which obviously you know that's great for you know that, that you know thinking about the the really really sort of you know, intimate space. We we provide groups which are really good at providing that kind of um, personal space where people can talk personally. But what when what churches often forget, and we obviously do the the big crowd space, but it's that social space providing basically parties really 
where people can form little groups and have conversations and mill around. And that's actually where friendships are formed in those kind of spaces, because you get a chance to meet different people. And, uh, and actually that's the thing that probably, and maybe the summer provides that, you know, the barbecues provide that because when you have a barbecue, you don't just need to have, you know, you're not just limited to eight to 10 people or 12 people. You could have, you know, you could have a church barbecue that's a bit bigger, you know, 40 mm. people. And you, you provide that ability for people to mill around, create that kind of connection. And it, obviously what happens is, is, you know, people might come to your church for, you know, the great preaching or the worship, but they stay for the community. Uh, and we all know that. And so we've got to find those spaces where people can make friends, really. And, um, you know, the, we, of, we often don't think about that, that. And then we often put the pressure on, you know, church leaders put the pressure on themselves to have to try and befriend you know, new people at church and be, be all of those things to all those people. But in reality, what we haven't done is provided the, the good social space for that. And I wonder in that, you know, in this environment and in this scenario that we're in, in terms of COVID and COVID restrictions being eased and potentially, hopefully being gone by the end of June, I think that the social space is the, probably the space that we need. And actually that, that to do more, actually we're not going to reduce down what we're doing we're just going to change the nature of some of it we'll keep the sundays you know we could keep the yeah. sundays keep, keep them online but we're going to provide more social space so more maybe barbecues parties those kind of things i didn't actually talk about okay. kids though so i can get into that but maybe that's what you should do with kids as well provide them maybe it's more like doing kids parties and, and those kind of things yeah but that that's the bit i'm actually a lot of the stuff i i, I agree entirely and the that maybe the principle behind it is developing social space yeah, And then whether you are kids, young or old, it doesn't matter. Because actually what we're trying to do is create connecting points that address some of the, you know, kids are back in school. Don't underestimate the toll that some of this has taken on them. Yeah, Creating something and other opportunities for them to meet and gather in larger groups rather than having a summer just in, you know, small number actually probably has immense value. Um, so. There's, there's there's other elements. I'm I'm a big fan of the kind of, you know, tea party, cafe style, acoustic, barbecue out, get a whole load of deck chairs. It you don't have to overdo it. I think that's the thing. The social stuff is is like, you know, if people come around to my house to something, you know, formal dinner, you, you go and make yeah. the effort. If people are coming around my house and it's the summer and you're bringing your kids and the pool's out. And they're just going to, you know, the kids are going to splash about and you're going to do something. Everybody's wearing flip-flops. Nobody cares. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm wondering, is that you don't, you don't want to um, devalue things or, but actually there's the, you know, a proper uh, relaxed way to just talk about some of the things that we've got going on. Part of also some of the ramping up. We don't know what autumn's going to look like or winter. I can't imagine all restrictions disappearing in their entirety. You know, I think we'll have some things even come back or gathering numbers fixed, or we don't know what it's going to look like in, you know, enclosed spaces again, you know, in, in that sense. So there's just such an opportunity to do something for me that I'm like, but don't leave it until the first week of summer holidays to 
think about it and communicate it. Actually, be bold. Look at a bunch of things that you're going to drop in, you know, your big rocks that you're going to put in across the summer and get them communicated as soon as you can into June so that there's a long ramp up and an expectation and an excitement about what you can do over the summer months so that September will feel much more like the usual start that we normally experience in any other year, um, apart from last year. Uh, (laughs) So it's that, you know, it's that preparation piece, you know, I, I, and I think, you know, we don't even have to do anything new, but plan now, because if we leave it too late, it's like anything. We always decide to have a barbecue when we can smell a barbecue. Oh, yeah. That's the worst time to try and find charcoal. <laughs> well, that's yeah? why you have a gas barbecue, isn't it, surely? Well, all oh, right, let's get out of this. Right, that's not a barbecue. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, do you know what I mean? So, like, as a church... Don't make your decision to do this when you see what somebody else is doing. Yeah. Too late then to go and get the things you need. If you would decide that you're going to do something, you need a gazebo. <clears throat> if you decide you're going to do something, you need a few barbecues to facilitate it. it. Even if you need to go and get gas, you know, but shame on you if that's how you operate a barbecue. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm only joking. <laughs> but it's, you know, it don't, you can't wait until... You can't wait until the middle of these things to decide that it's a good idea to buy, you know, sun cream, barbecues and sandals like that. You've got to do it. You've got to plan it. You've got to plan it and you've got to, you know, actually make a, make a statement that you're going to do something. So I, I think it's, we, we said this all the way through, like small churches have had the upper hand in this entire thing because their, their pivot is so much simpler. So the whole way through COVID, if they've wanted to do something or change something, you're not having to turn a turn a ship. You are making yeah. it's much much it's much much simpler. Don't lose that to wait now to see what somebody else is doing. I think we're past looking at what the church down the road is doing or what other people are setting up in place to do. Mm. I think this is this is now the time to really push on and go. No, this is what we're doing. Be clear, communicate well, get all of the dates out there, know who's doing what and why, and make sure that if you've had to purchase or invest or facilitate it, that you've got that done kind of like by June. So that in, in July, you're, you're sat back on your stockpile of deck chairs um, and you've got everything that you need to facilitate what you need to get done um, and that you've got a clear program and you're, you're just communicating that one message on one flyer. Um, you know, like these are the six things for the six week holidays. Um, you know, it's that that kind of thing. Get it on everybody's fridge. Um, you know, book your ice cream van if that's the way that you want to go. Or you know, you know, organize. You know that that you know the entertainment or the the visiting people and get your volunteers trained up and look at what it's like to have some outside COVID measures. You know, um, you know, even like you know your, your sanitizers and all the rest of it. Look at what's required to make it happen. But I don't. I think this year you can't plan that too soon. Yeah, absolutely. I think. I th- and I think this is what's been so great about um, what COVID has done. In one sense, is that it's just what we've realised is that every church, you know, if you if you're a small church, you're uniquely placed to be able to be highly social very very quickly, and that's really good. It's a lot harder for a, a large church to create that. It takes a lot more work. It's still possible, obviously, very possible. 
but it takes a lot more work. Whereas a small church can be very, very nimble on this and they can become very social very, very quickly. Um, exactly. The thing, and the thing that we found as well is that, you know, I think that the, the big learning for me of what church is to people and what COVID is, has brought this to light is how much of a, um, it's like a, a social um, safety net for people. It creates, what it does is it, it creates a kind of a well-being thing for you. Obviously, it's more than that. And it's and that's very important to note. But it, it is this as well in terms of it, it's a pastoral structure and it creates the, the safety net of being able to create friendships that have, you know, good, good friendships, ideally, you know, good friendships who are, you know, people who are, pursuing in the, you know in a good area they're working towards being better people you know living like jesus and that provides an incredible you know this is it's an incredible safety net which you know that when you take that away and people have isolation people find it a lot harder but what you've realized is that the people that have have invested into being part of a church have kept that safety net throughout so they've they've been able to keep that sense of community and they've been able to keep that sense of being cared for and looked after and and it's actually those it's where people can make friendships that's actually that's where majority of issues get sorted out in there it's like this yeah. big filter for most of the problems we have in life actually church but by its nature sorts all of those things out because you're in a very positive community that's looking to be you know to to live towards high ideals of you know moral standards and uh and you know generosity and friendship and love and all those kind of things which are great and it and so the social space is really important about being able to find friendships and so i think that church is moving towards that and thinking of the summer in the social space really is going to be the helpful thing because this could be the time where friendships can be formed really really well and you can provide that you know over a barbecue you know people mill around you mill around and you talk to different people and suddenly you know and it's not it's not extrovert heavy or introvert heavy because the introverts like myself um go and find a nice quiet corner grab a guitar if it's me you know and you uh you chat and you talk in a sm smaller setting and it works really well you know the extroverts make their way around everyone and have a good chat and it works really really well and i think that small churches large churches can all benefit from from that this summer thinking about that thinking about okay how can you know like yeah. you said invest and, and put the preparation in now that you're going actually we're going to make this the most social summer that we've ever had because actually it's the these are going to provide the connection points where people make great friendships and great friendships means uh you know that safety net of uh of that kind of you know the thing that keeps people safe in life and i think that's really i think it's really important and i think we can provide that really really well yeah, and the, one of the other things that I've seen, like you say about that, that connection, doing things well, and like you know, actually what we're here to do. I, I, I'm, I'm seeing accessibility to holidays and time away for for an actual break. So not just the activity, but like you know, a couple of nights doing something different. Now we can't all just go and set up hotels or things like that maybe creating some form of like camping glamping environment or doing something or even a couple of caravans depending on what we've got look i'm I, i'm just i'm i'm thinking through and toy, toying with the what does it look like to provide some you know either paid for or very low cost nights away for some of those who we know who need a break but 
have been it's just out of their reach even the uk based holidays and we we've looked at some holidays even some of the basic holidays that are more like camping have gone up in price they're going to be out of reach because the market is demanding that if people aren't going abroad people are going to look to things at home actually raises the value a lot of the time doesn't it you know just just a lot of how it works and like there's there's just something for me there of don't don't take actually a lot few tents something to you know fog them and clean them down after following your covid measures or providing something to give some like low cost time away for some people that need it um you know don't and again but done well not just the kind of like oh no you are literally in a field um you know something with level of amenity if you can do it or provide yeah. it but yeah. again that you know that comes back to if you're going to book the festival toilets if you're going to book some shower units or something to you know to be on a site and you've got a field or you've got the space I, i'm just wondering like is is this is this a year that we could do something different like we do we do retreats my my church actually does like camping weekends and things anyway there's a bunch of people that really enjoy doing that um but i'm i'm like yeah maybe we're not doing the usual um church conference weeks away and things like that I just wondered if there is something an opportunity to provide a um, couple of nights, low cost, church owns a bunch of tents kind of territory. Mm. What does it look like to do something in that way? And um, then maybe even tie it in that like, yeah, some people are staying over, but other people turn up for the day and there's a barbecue. Like you said, it, I think I think what we're getting out of this is don't lose the rhythm of doing smaller things more regularly. Focus on the social so you don't lose momentum and build all of the connections you can between people that actually that's going to be foundational for us returning and to anything come like September onwards because actually that that's a real woven framework underneath everything if we get that right. So I think, yeah, maintaining momentum is about keeping the social things in place and doing almost little and often, um, not trying to land, you know, like the big thing or the huge gathering or the whatever it might be. But actually, yeah, what what kind of like, you know, lower effort, but done exceptionally well, things can we provide over like a six-week period to provide all of those contact points and increase the engagement um, and maybe not, you know, don't drop away from what the programming looks like that we deliver online, which incidentally, you could pre-record all of it in June. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, yeah, yeah. you, you could you could set up what the bulk of your summer resourcing, your curated resourcing looks like really soon. Like, so you know, if you if you have got a small team and you do want to do something out, don't give yourself two jobs to do in the summer. While we've got the space now, record some extra things and put things in place and do some teaching and, and, and get that together. But I think, yeah, little and often done really, really well, regular contact points, gain the momentum and keep it social. Uh, I think that that's my takeaway so far from how we've spoken. But isn't isn't that also? I'm just thinking about it from this point of view, which is the 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 classic church conference. We we often think it's about the content, but actually, people are much more interested in the the community anyway. So actually, 
whilst you know as church leaders we think people are, are really looking forward to you know hearing the guest speaker or you know um f- for this and that and the, the meetings but actually probably what people look forward to more would be my guess would be the times when you can you know you know if you're camping you know you have a barbecue together or if you, you know if it's you know if you're in the city then you know you go out to a restaurant together and those kind of things those times and just providing those those things are actually what people are looking for anyway and i think that's a that's a learning for me is that what focusing way more on social but and i guess you know it's biblical in many senses that that whole you know um breaking bread together and you know it's yeah it's, it's more than just a a sacrament of course it is a you know it is a sacrament in that sense it's a ritual it's a sacrament it's very very important but in you know the early church d- did that as a means of you know it was that sharing their life it was a social it, it was a social thing and they they did they they broke their bread in you know with with a purpose in mind they were you know they they met around uh, around talking about Jesus and and and, and that and I, I think we can still provide that but really you know the, the social element of what the early church did was, was way more foundational than I think we think it is you know it wasn't they ju- they weren't just meeting for a meeting you know for a you know for what we class as you know a church service they were meeting as as friends you know they and I think yeah. that's that for me has been a you know in a, a time where we've been starved of social interaction pr- just providing those elements where you know we can do something that's we can provide the means say says the ex says the introvert yeah yeah i mean i'm like, not, and i think yeah. the thing is is like yeah we, we probably you know i joking aside um on that is actually the impact of not having some of that face-to-face element is is universal regardless yeah. introvert extrovert i think you know some of that is all right i think it speaks more to default states than it does to how we actually want to be because we all there's something about being gathered and being with people but um i mean, I mean you're right and also i'm the guy that goes to a conference and yes i i i, I do attend some talks um, <laughs> but it, uh, it's like i'm more like to have a coffee and be sat around the bookshop and meeting and chatting and talking to people yeah. and seeing people that i don't normally see that that is where it it all happens to me. That be, and that's irrespective of church conference or any conference. It's like mm. that's the bit I enjoy the most is the the, the the kind of like the networking and the meeting and greeting piece. Um, so like yeah, building building some of that in it's the it's the opportunities and the facilitation from the church standpoint. Um, these also seem relatively simple, relatively straightforward easy to accomplish and low cost like yeah that that's quite that, that that's a that's a good group of statements if you're about to embark on anything um <laughs> yeah and you know high I mean? reward so, there's high reward in there as well yeah so i and i i think that is you know regardless of the fact that look, many of us have been at home and many of us have been in like you know one place and some things have been um lower you know effort and we've got like you say you know, like early part of lockdown last year we probably all did feel rested for a short period before it felt weird yeah and it and it touches on other things I think irrespective we all need a change from that so i'd be looking at like yeah what what can we facilitate you know what do we want to do but i'm still going to go plan it early 
don't wait to see what other people are doing. You're going to need summer activity items when the whole world is just going to go slightly mad with getting hold of things. So plan early and go and get everything that you need um, so that you're not disappointed later on. And think about who you've got and how you can best serve them. So have a few people in mind when you're putting any of this together. If you've got an older community, think about the tea parties and the afternoon stuff and the meals and the fellowship, you know, proper fellowship aspects of what you're doing. If you've got an entirely younger community with, you know, children, look at the kind of like the stay and play and the, you know, the drop off or the kids club or the, hey, we're running just an hours thing. The summer holidays are going to be harder. You know, while you go do your shopping, be able to drop your kids off. Just look at some of those things because we just got an opportunity and the, the church can be at the forefront of, of, of all of that within the, within the areas that we are. And, you know, maybe there's something there that sticks to such a point that we're going, no, this really works. And we want to keep all of these things going into the future years. This is our new pattern, highly social, highly networked. Um, and, uh, you know, kind of like a multiple touch points throughout a week rather than trying to go for that gathered experience. Because I think that's the thing, isn't it? In the summer, we think if the numbers dip, we don't bother with the gathered experience. Yeah. When in reality, actually, this is the time where this this can provide the the, the catalyst for greater depth yeah. of, of relationship, and actually, more people are around. You think, you know, I, I don't go on. I'm not. I'm not constantly on holiday in the summer. Um, might be because no. I, I don't, maybe some people are. I don't know. I know. I know some people. You know. You know, go away for you know sailing holidays and that kind of thing. Um, uh, but but majority of people are are around. And allowing it to be, you know, if you run a party, you know, not some, you know, there's always friends that can't make it and all those kind of things. And that's, and that's fine. And, you know, that's, that's just the nature of it. And, you know, you get it to that size where it's, it's easier for people to be, you know, if they don't, if they're not there this week, they can be there next week. And it's a, that's yeah. a lot easier. It's not contingent yeah. on everyone having to be there. And if you lose one or two families and it's, it's, it's not going to work, but I think, yeah, we can still push towards socialness i think that's a, a really important thing yeah no I, I i'm with you i'm with you on that so so chris you, you and i we we've got summer sorted uh we know what we're doing <laughs> yes yes uh that i think i think some kind of uh barbecue sounds like a good idea yeah i'm I, i'm for that and I, I'm also thinking the, the one for me is it, it's the planning so that I don't end up with that trying to look for barbecue charcoal. Oh, I've had August. that. I've had that where I've had before lockdown, can I, should I say, I had, uh, we had friends come around and we didn't know them particularly well. And uh, I ran out of gas and there was all the shops were shut by this point. And so I just had to cook them inside. And they were very gracious and said they couldn't tell the difference, but in reality, we all knew. Well, of course they couldn't. It was cooked on gas, Chris. It's the same <laughs> as using your indoor hob. <laughs> um, well, you know, I think this is a debate for another time, but you can, you, it, it definitely tastes different. In fact, I can even taste the difference. And I do not know how this is even possible. But you know the hob that's normally on, you know the gas hob that's on the side of a barbecue, on a gas barbecue? I can tell the difference between that 
and cooking it inside in the hob. I cannot explain to you why. I think what it is is I leave it and the pan just goes dry and then it kind of charcoals it a bit more. I think that's what it is. I think that's the thing, but it tastes more barbecuey out cooked on that. It's ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. But for some reason, I I'm, I literally bring the food inside. Like, how? How does that taste more barbecuey? It's it's in a pan with a gas on a gas hob. I can't understand the rhyme or reason behind it, but for some reason, it just works. It's the same pan I use inside as well. That's why that it's not like I'm using a special pan. I think you know. Answers. I think I think this is turning into an episode in itself. But I'm I'm going to make sure that we bring on some of our American friends who have got their outdoor cooking gear and their oh, you know, yeah. pitmaster kind of territory. And I think they are literally going to um, laugh at you. Uh, yes. But <laughs> yeah. No. Um, no. No. For me, it, it's it's not a barbecue unless I've nearly burnt down the fence. Uh, that was a. <laughs> <laughs> well I, I'm, I'm only joking but no there, there was um it is yeah there was a point i said i had a particularly ferocious barbecue you know that you know you have to wait for the coals to go white to do the proper cooking i'm like i'm really sorry kids it's going to be about another two and a half hours because it's basically just a fire <laughs> that's brilliant well on, on that um there is a um a, a friend of mine a friend of ours actually uh charlie out in america he has started his own cooking youtube channel and so do oh, check that out. And he's he, that that is but he made me the best omelet I have ever had. Oh and I still make it to his what he said to this very day because it's the best omelet I've ever had in my life. So yes, do so do check that out on I can't remember what the what it's called. I'm going to just try and find it now but I can't find it. Um but he, he's doing he's doing some uh some cooking and he's a good friend of ours uh good friend of thinking church and uh, uh so yes do check that out and it could be help could help you with your you know your summer barbecues who knows um i think on that note it's probably a good time to say goodbye um lee thank you so much for your time as always thank you. and uh we will be back with another pod very very soon Well, thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode. And don't forget that you can send in your thoughts, comments, uh, discussions for whatever we've talked about. Uh, just drop us an email, podcast at thinking.church, and we'd love to be able to read it out on the show. Uh, we'll be back with another podcast next week, so stay tuned for that. Uh, we will see you soon. Bye for now.